The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org. So, small group ministry. Small group ministry. If you didn't know, that's the topic this morning. It is. It's a program that's been in this church for over a decade. It's a wonderful opportunity for connection with others on a regular basis, delving into topics that are important to our lives. I love the list of intentions we have for the program. They are as follows. We gather together in small group ministry to discover and honor the inherent worth in ourselves and each other, to listen deeply to one another, hold each other in compassion, and feel ourselves equally heard and held in care and love, to journey together in spiritual practice and intellectual exploration as we continue along our spiritual paths, to create a place safe, fear, safe from fear of judgment where we encourage each other to seek meaning and speak out our personal truths as we grow to understand them, to experiment with building for ourselves and each other the community to which we want to belong, to share the welcome we have received and to use our understanding and experience of community, compassion, and deep respect in service to our congregation and the wider world. And finally, to celebrate our part in the wide, interconnected, interdependent web of all existence. Let me try that one again. For some reason, it was a mouthful. To celebrate our part in the wide, interconnected, and interdependent web of all existence. For me, our small group ministries are the one places we live out our covenant that we say every Sunday morning. It's a time of deep listening. These are not discussion groups. You don't go in to challenge each other. You don't go in to give advice to each other. You go in to listen to your fellow group members and to your own deep wisdom. What I love most about the groups is how they organically build trust and relationship that is needed for the sharing to be intimate and vulnerable. They do this not by jumping into deep conversations right off. You don't walk in and all of a sudden bare your soul. That's not what happens. You start with a format, a trusted format, every session that you know is going to be followed. You have a chalice lighting. You have a check-in for each person to share what's on their heart at that time. You have a pause of silence for everybody to just settle in. And then you have some resource, a reading, a piece of music, poetry, some wisdom that is shared. And then you get to share. And sometimes there's questions to ponder, to dive a little bit deeper. And then there's a closing, a very simple format that continues to build that intimacy and connection over the year that the program runs. The space is held by a trained facilitator and agreements of how the group will be together 
are understood before you enter the group. And they're standard for every group. They are listen deeply, respect differences, no crosstalk, meaning no questions, no challenges, no advice. Use I statements. You're speaking from your own experience only, not someone else's. Don't expect resolution. This is not a place to come to have a problem solved. Respect privacy. When you come into the group, it is understood that your story is held in strict confidence and not for anybody else to share. It's only your story to share. Attend consistently, which is important to build that intimate and vulnerable connection for people to share deeper and deeper as they go into the year. And as Megan and Ralph shared, share group ownership so you get to help decide what some of the topics are. And some people, if they want to, can help put together the, the wisdom that is shared during that time. And always, always a right to pass. If you just want to be able to sit in the group and listen to the wisdom that's shared, you have the right to just say, right now, this is the space I need to just be. Then through regular meetings and building of relationship over the months of sharing, the intimacy and vulnerability begins and happens. People learn so much about each other and themselves this, through this process. It's truly one of my favorite ministries to lead. And I've led them in many different formats and many different communities. With this in mind, I wanted to bring a modified version to our Sunday worship space. So those of you who have not yet had the opportunity to be part of a group can try it. And those who may not have been part of a group for a while can remember. And those that have been in groups can just connect once again. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to form groups of only three to four people. I'd like you to find, at least in your group, one person you don't know very well. And for those of you who would rather contemplate on your own, then feel free to just sit and ponder in your own space. You don't have to join a group if you don't want to. I invite you to invite to form your groups and take your order of service with you. Don't dive into sharing just yet. There's more instructions. And make sure to look around that anybody wants to be part of a group is included. If you're online, I encourage you to share with each other in the chat or whomever might be in the space with you. Look around, make sure everybody has a group if they want to be part of a group. All right, pause in your speaking. 
I'd like you to introduce yourselves, make sure everybody knows everybody's name, and one word, one word on how you are today. So your name and one word on how you are today. Any groups need more time to do that one simple thing? Okay. Just so you know, you're going to be in these groups for about 15 minutes or so. So you, if you want to stand, that's lovely. If you want to sit, now would be the time. Okay, everybody's shared their name and one word on how they are. Okay, now that you've acquainted yourself with each other, I invite you to listen to the following reading. I'll read it through three times. The first time, I just want you to listen. Just listen. The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry. When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water, and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free. I'm going to read it two more times. The second time, you can follow along in your order of service. It is there. And I want you to look for words or phrases that resonate with you as I read it. Okay? The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry. When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water, and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water, and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free. And I'll read it one more time and see if those words and phrases stay with you. The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry. When despair for the world grows in me and I wake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, 
I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water and I feel above me the day blind stars waiting with their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free. Now in your small groups, take the time to share your words or phrases that resonated with you and explain why they did. If you are not speaking, just listen. This is not a time to ask questions or to respond to the person speaking. It is only time to share and listen. We will do this for the next 15 minutes. You have time. You have space to hear and listen to each other. And one final note. After each person shares, take just a moment to pause before the next person starts.
You have about five minutes, so make sure everybody's getting a chance to share.
I ask you to wrap up your sharing. And if you join small group ministry, you can share more. Take a moment before you step away from your groups to just express some form of gratitude for all the sharing that you just received. And we will close this time of sharing with our soloist, Nancy Munn, actually singing the piece of all wild things.
Thank you again, Nancy and our musicians. My hope is you got a little bit of the magic that can happen in small group ministry this morning. If you're interested in signing up for the program, there's a convenient link in your order of service that you can follow. It's on our website. And there are sign-up sheets outside on a table as well that you can turn into my box. I will have a small group specifically for parents and guardians of children and youth. That is a separate sign-up, so if you're interested in that, please contact me and I will get you that information. Before we talk about this program, I'm just wondering if those of you who have been in small group ministry, if you could just give a show of hands. Well, that sounds like a pretty good idea. So, um, yeah, small group ministry is a program that I think is one of the one most wonderful thing about this church. We're a fairly large congregation. As you heard, the groups meet twice a month, and a lot of my best friends from the church I've really met through small group ministry over the years. So it's a program of really pretty much anything people want. We give people a chance to come to the first four meetings to see whether or not they like it. And if they don't, for whatever reason, you can go after the fourth meeting and you don't have to say why. So I think everybody that's in small group ministry is, is pretty involved. So we meet twice a month and we also do a project, which I think is one of the best programs in small group ministry. So, and it, it can vary from anything. It's really whatever the group wants, but I've been in groups that have worked with the kids up on top. Uh, one year I was with a group and we did a um, potluck. Uh, people were really excited about that because there hadn't been a wide program like that in a long time. So it was fun to have a potluck with everybody in the congregation. So the meetings meet twice a month and some of them are in, in person and so, a lot of them are online still. And I think I'm going to turn it over to Ralph, who's actually, we worked together last year at a small group ministry, and that was really fun. I mean, we knew each other, but we know us a lot better now. Yeah, exactly. So I, uh, I have, feel the same way as Megan. I can add a, a few things. I think I'm not as extroverted as she is, but when I came, I went to small group ministry and, and also joined the, the uh, men's group. And uh, I found it a little, uh, when I did know people in the services, I found I wasn't coming as much. And uh, now I know people, and I'm coming, and it's really great. Uh, people who I might have met 10 years ago, I've been in, in the congregation for 15 years, and then small group ministry every year, because I meet more and more people, and ten, people from groups 10 years ago, I feel like I, I mean, I'd see them very much, but I still am connected. It's a great thing. One of the things I like as a sort of introvert, really, is that the small groups are very, they're structured and, and the pace is slow. And you, you uh, every person speaks and uh, it's, it's very relaxing and uh, people can be contemplative and really dig into a topic. And 
the topics come from the participants. So this is a pretty unique chance for people to have their friends, uh, which, you know, making friends that they will talk about what you care about on the topic of your choosing. Everyone might have two or three times uh, over the course of the, I think, 18 sessions to have people address what they care about. Pretty unique. Um, and it's, it's a spiritual uh, um, uh, uh, meetings, but it's, it's individualistic and it's not dogmatic or anything of that nature. Um, so I, I think I highly recommend it uh, to, to everyone. Every, it never fails to, uh, to work uh, for me to people connect in a way that uh, is pretty unique. <laughs>